in the name of God, the compassionate, the merciful. I am very happy to be here with you. And in the course of discussions yesterday and today, uh, I learned many things about the experience of faith communities in Sweden, although it's my maybe third or fourth trip to Sweden, but since my last time, it seems many new discussions are happening. So I benefited from the conference and from contributions. Uh, I think uh, what I would like to share with you is we have to understand the challenges that each of us go through. Face people, face communities have challenges. And I think anyone who wants to be fair and wants to help improvement of the condition of the society should understand the challenges that face communities go through so that they can better understand some of the stances that they take. On the other hand, faith communities also have to try to put themselves in the shoes of people who have no faith or people who have, you know, position, government or other places so that they can also understand what is their uh, approach and what is their situation. So in our group discussion in the workshop, one of the things that we discussed is that in order to have harmony in the society, in order to have maximum openness from the members of the society for each other and for other faith communities or people without faith, we need an environment in which people feel secure people feel comfortable because people will close themselves and will go into shell and will put their guards before them when they feel insecure. If faith communities feel that there is an attack, whether it's soft or it's harsh, against their religiosity, against their identity, they will go to defensive mode. They will put their guards before them. And that would be the most difficult time for a society to have integration or to have harmony. Integration is something that cannot be imposed. Integration is something that cannot be forced. It's something that members of the society should be prepared to engage. It's like a kind of friendship. You cannot force friendship. People have to be able to choose who would be their friends. In order to reach that level of harmony and integration that people feel very comfortable with respect to each other, we need to make sure that there is no threat, there is no pressure. It's their own choice. So. In order to reach this point, I think we have to do two things. Faith communities have to do something, and 
larger society of people who have no faith also should do something. And if we work together, we reach that level of harmony that is good for everyone. So faith communities should revisit their theology. I'm not saying this is a problem or that there is a shortcoming or I don't know, a kind of black blockage in our theology. No, I don't want to say anything like that. But just to make sure that our theology is a theology which is prepared for giving us a sense of identity which is not based on exclusion. Unfortunately, in many cases, faith communities have developed their identity in the course of either their faith being established or being challenged by others. So the product of formation of identity when you are just starting or you are attacked is a kind of exclusive understanding of identity. We should reach the point that now we are sure that we are established, we are comfortable, we are confident, and we have other people with us. So we have to get rid of that fragile sense of identity, which is based on who I am not, to whom I should you know, keep distance. You know, like, for example, if you are in a village and you are worried that, for example, you know, your Muslim children become Christian or your Christian children become Muslim or Sunni become Shia or Shia become Sunni or, you know, Catholics become Protestant or Protestant. In this type of mindset, you always try to say to your people, you will be better off if you keep distance from the other party. Don't go to their school. Don't go to the gathering. Don't go to the place of worship without bothering to explain what makes you a good Muslim, what makes you a good Christian, what are your values, how you can help other people. It's much easier to say keep distance from other people, automatically you belong to our camp. This mindset has to change. We have to understand how we can be a good Muslim, a good Christian, a good Jew, without keeping distance from other people. Not just by tolerating them, it's too little. We are not wolves that people need to tell us, you know, tolerate each other. We are human beings, and if we are servants of God, if we are religious people, we should be loving each other. We should bring peace to lives of other people. We should bring joy to lives of other people. We should bring hope to the lives of other people. I cannot be a religious person as long as only my community respect me. I am a religious person, I am a godly man. If people of all faith and without faith background, they say, we see this person is bringing peace to us, love to us, hope to us, harmony to us. So we have to revisit our theology. We have to revisit our spirituality and see whether our theology and the spirituality help us to reach out or bring us, you know, just to ourselves and keep us in shell. The other thing is that also people who for any reason may don't belong to any faith community or maybe they have a spirituality without God, maybe they have religion without any structure, without belonging to systematic, they should also don't look at religion as a threat. They shouldn't look at few people and generalize and think all religious people are close-minded or short-sighted or whatever. 
Human beings have their own problems. Whether they are religious or not, we have problems. And if some religious people have problems, there are many, many people who have no religion and have the same problems or even worse. We should be fair. And in any case, I think it's only with conversation. It's only with dialogue. It's only with loving each other, respecting each other, and opening our hearts to each other that we can have a harmonious society. It's not by imposing any form of set values that then we can reach harmony. People should feel comfortable, and then they will open up. If they feel insecure, if they feel that their identity or their religion or their tradition or their culture or their state is in danger, they will close themselves and they may resist against even reasonable suggestions. So this is something that I think we all have to work on it. And I think these kind of meetings and encounters are very good, not just because we have spent good time together, because they help us go back and have questions that we have to think about them seriously. No one should think, I already have the answer. My only problem is how to make this answer acceptable to other people. We all are to learn. We are all experience new questions. And if we put our thoughts together, maybe we'll understand the answer. But no one has already the answer because this is something new. We are going through a new phase of humanity. We are living in maximum nearness to each other. There is no longer any partition. The people who want to make partitions or make walls, this doesn't work. Now, even in our own home and family, we are living with each other. Our ideologies, our ideas, our cultures, our customs are everywhere. So this is a new stage. I hope we can learn and we ask God, we pray to God to guide us so we can understand how we can implement plan of God for humanity, which is unity, which is brotherhood, which is love, which is solidarity. So I go back to London and I take this with me that there are serious issues that we are working on them and hopefully we can meet soon and share our ideas you know, together again. So it was a great pleasure for me to be with you and I hope to listen and benefit from your wisdom. Thank you very much. It's finished, he says. Okay. <laughs> Thank you.